Seatars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 1st of May our first show of May where are the months going we just don't know thanks to Frank Tyne for the last hour of music on this bank holiday Monday a brilliant brilliant hour's music there uh, Eamon there, you're a big fan of Shanae Twain you're saying you're, you're loving the music yeah, it's always the same the summer is coming anyway you're on when, you, when you hear those songs on the radio so yeah the sun is shining and summer's here finally so yeah brilliant, <laughs> brilliant piece of music and um, coming up on tonight's show we'll be looking back at all the weekend's horror and action where Kilkenny drew with Galway our minors booked their place and then their final with victory over Wexford this afternoon we'll be talking Camogie with Aoife Lanigan Trina Jennon will be joining us to talk about Galway's great win in the Division 2 fail in the handball and I'll be running down through all the other handball news where it was a successful weekend for a lot of clubs on the fail scene if you'd like to get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you T- text us in on our taxback.com line on 0863537782 or you can uh, that's uh, Clune Tech Company and you can phone us in on 0567762777 or you can message us on WhatsApp on 0874011887 Nicky I suppose we'll, we'll start with uh, Kilkenny's great win this afternoon down in Nolan Park uh, Sundrench Nolan Park against Wexford Yeah it was a gorgeous day down there Kiran, and I followed it up out on the Kells Road in the uh, at the uh, minor or the under 16 Camogie match but down in uh, Nolan Park today look we won in the end by 4 pints 118 to 17 pints but uh, in truth I thought we should have won we should have won the game by more I thought we were dominant now we we did we had a poor third quarter but in the first half I thought we were much stronger we were we were 6 points ahead at half time could be a lot more now Wexford started well with points inside a minute from Colin Carley and uh, Sean Highland that number 15 Highland was good now I have to say but Kilkenny came back with a brace of points uh, from uh, Connor Doyle but Wexford were always plugging away Jack Dunn and Sean Highland landed two more points and it was nip and tuck and Kilkenny did start to get a grip on it in the second quarter and they moved away with Greg Kelly I thought who was very good Mikey Stein's very dominant at centre half back and Evan Murphy behind him was in good shape as well but the big score came on uh, 31 minutes in the first half when a good run by Brian Moore saw the young Borough lad land the ball into the back of the net one eight to five pints and that was a better reflection of Kilkenny's uh, dominance <coughs> but we got a right land in the early stages of the second half after Greg Kelly gave us another point um, we should probably have had a goal in early stage a good run uh, by Sean Berrigan he passed the ball to Bill McDermott really we should have put that into the back of the net to be quite honest about it Greg Kelly got the point but then Wexford came back and they got five points without reply and brought the margin back to a single point and all of those points um, came five or f- four of those points came from uh, Jamie Doyle to centre forward another play freeze and a 65 and the other from a sub Jason uh, Rossiter and at that stage we're going to get a bit worried now Ed McDermott did settle things when he picked up a pass from Greg Kelly popped it over the bar to make it 1, 10 to 11 points and uh, Mikey Steins then a great pass from Ed McDermott Mikey sent it over the bar from a long distance out a great point and it got Kilkenny really motoring again but I suppose the key thing in the second half was bringing out Ed McDermott to the half forward line he won a lot ball uh, and Kilkenny profited a lot from that they got on top with uh, points from Robbie Dobbert Robbie uh, Doherty the sub and uh, Sean Bergen who got a point after being set up by Conor Doyle and uh, but it was it was probably a, a game that was Kilkenny 
you know deserve to win I reckon they should have won by more they should have stamped their authority on this uh, by a bit more to be quite frank about it and they had to get two late points from Ed McDermott and sub James O'Neill to kind of make it four points because I was a bit nervous and actually when James Dial went from the free and you were there Kieran in the 60, 62nd minute from the 21 yard free I was amazed he didn't go for a goal yeah, actually he should have yeah. he should have really gone for a goal because he should have been known somebody should have told the chap the time was up now maybe he wouldn't have got it so the last two points from Ed McDermott and James O'Neill kind of took the pressure off Kilkenny but they, they probably need it but it's interesting to hear um, Niall, Niall Bergen his uh, interviews in the, is in the box there um, that um, you know he did make the point and, and I think it's important to state it now I was aware of it but I wanted to ask him anyway um, these guys have won nothing along the way and I, I think it just shows that if you haven't been you know doing well with your squad if your squad has not been reasonably successful you just can't it's very difficult to make a good strong minor team out of it you might get individual players uh, and players will always come through you saw young McLaughlin from Galway yesterday hadn't figured with much underage teams in Galway but if you haven't been performing as a squad it's going to be difficult to tackle the minors so Niall made that point after the match look a good win but they're meeting a juggernaut in Galway who uh, wiped Dublin today something like it was a 3.22 to 13 points or something like that yeah sure it was 2.16 so, to 2 points a half that's time, right so that game is on Friday week Friday week and yeah. uh, probably up around Tullamore I'd imagine but uh, Scott, but look at least as Niall and Davy Boogie said to me after the game if they if they use these two games maybe to develop these players a little bit further who knows and if they got it going in Leinster as, even if they weren't to be successful in Leinster final who knows they could win against a Munster team and maybe the same sort of pressure wouldn't be on them so who knows they probably Nicky have a better spine to the team than they did the last time when they played uh, Galway you know Michael Stein's going back centre-backs made a big addition oh big time I, I said that tonight tonight I'll hear it in the interview now um, it's made a big difference I think those the two lads from the borough are certainly strengthened in defence and um, you know Ed McDermott is back but we need to be, care- be fair to Ed I mean he's, he's been quite ill and uh, he's just trying to get back his fitness level at this stage just need to get a little bit more out of the rest of the players as simple as that we need to be more clinical when we're heading yeah, to goal and a yeah. uh, couple of chances we could have bagged a couple the more goals and it would have kind of put a better gloss on it but after the third quarter I mean if you're a Kenny supporter they were sweating a bit Oh definitely yeah no Pat you were down there in the, in the park as well and like Nicky said until Ed McDermott came out half hours we were under a bit of pressure you know in the first half I, I thought Billy O'Sullivan linked up great with Greg Kelly for a good few puck outs and Greg was showing fierce mm-hmm. well for the ball but and you need that bit more out of forwards <coughs> don't we yeah, we probably for the supply of ball I was going up there uh, for that it was four points apiece for a long time and then Kilkenny went eight four up but that ten minutes belly a fierce amount of ball went up and uh, we were get we got no return out of it. Uh, the backs were were very good uh, good supply of ball down there. Um, but uh, you know when uh, Wexford went fifteen on fifteen that's when they came back into the game I mean that's yeah. that, that's when they came within a point and then they had a they got a free that they missed to to, to level it um, which uh, was a very harsh free actually I thought uh, it was uh, it was Ed McDermott had the ball and uh, you know, he crashed into someone and it was a free for charge with the ball which is really because of his size was he was blown uh, but um, they never the Wexford never got to get level or get ahead and um, Ed McDermott picked up the few balls he was involved and got a, um, a point laid on another one and uh, you know it settled Kilkenny a bit and uh, and that but still Wexford were, came back within a point or so uh, again and uh, took two three late points 
you know can he finish well he didn't go for the goal yeah, yeah couldn't yeah I was, I was there I looked at the clock but there was no announcement as to what the time oh, there was no oh. announcement of any kind there there was well, no there was he the pitch nothing yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was yeah that, but yeah. Uh, surely there was a, there'd be an announcement uh, on, on the time I was surprised on that you know yeah. that, 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 that there'd be some there were no announcement of uh, um, the the uh, uh, subs either I suppose but uh, yeah I, I, I just think you know Kenny benefit a lot from that and uh, you know the more games you play the more you find out and sure look when you go play Galway it's going to be who's going to play on Ireland who's going to man mark them and that's the size of it yeah, and start, that's going to be your starting yeah, point. I agree with that spot on. Yeah, they just no. need to get a they need to get a marker for him in the yeah, other, or in two the, in, in the colleges. <laughs> in the colleges final, that was what they had to do, and he was snuffed out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, Pat you said just as well it didn't come down to a draw game there you were behind the goal and Conor Dale had a clear point oh a clear point yeah it was a good two foot inside the post yeah I think yeah. something that, that in the second half wasn't yeah, it yeah. yeah it was one uh, uh, at the time it was one nine to nine points and because uh, I, I looked at the score I said uh, just uh, took a mental note of it and uh, yeah it was a, a clear point yeah yeah, yeah. it's just as well it well at the other end there's a wave that widened the ref uh, overruled him and you know, so that was, was a, that was a correct decision. Yeah, it was a correct. It looked a correct decision, and we were at the uh, the far end. But uh, definitely, this one was was nicely over. Yeah, definitely. Right after the game, Nicky caught up with Neil Bergham. We'll play that interview for you now. Tars World of Gaelic Games. Well, you, you got over that game, but probably you should have won it by more. I, I felt uh, you were, except for the third quarter, I thought you were the better team, but you really should have bagged a couple of more goals and made it a bit more convincing in the end. Uh, sure. Yeah, true true enough, Nicky. I suppose, start of the second half there, I think Brian Moore got through, or uh, someone got, Bill McDermott got through on goal, and we're thinking, God, look, we're going to open up and go into double digits here. Then all of a sudden, Wexford had a bit of a purple patch for 10, 12 minutes, and it got very tight. And Yeah, it's kind of been a. Uh, it's been happening during the year whereby maybe we should be maybe further ahead of teams than we actually are and then we're leaving them hanging in it and fair play to Wexford they show a lot of fight and heart and I suppose they, they, they sense that they, listen this is on here we have a great opportunity you know with, with 10 or 12 minutes to go so look we've plenty of improvement to do we know that And uh, but look that's it it's great to be in Leinster final yeah and of course I know we're going to be, you're going to be meeting Galway now what a huge win over Dublin today that's no no big surprise but um, what what can you do to this team because some of them are they may be not quite delivering as much as they could they're getting plenty of ball but maybe the little doubts are setting in when they're trying to set up attacks um, possibly Nicky yeah but I think we have to be cognizant of the fact where these lads have come from they haven't had any success under 13, 14 squad levels 15, 16 Nicky um, they've been wiped they call a spade a spade in matches so um, you know that takes time that doesn't happen in a six month period um, a lot of work needs to be done and a lot more work whatever happens at the end of this year a lot more work is going to have to be done with these lads to get them through to 20 and senior level so it isn't that, it isn't that straightforward I think that's a very good point in fairness I'm glad you said it because I would have been aware of it alright but I think it just shows you that if you're going to be performing at minor level you have to be doing well at the squad's level before that and be, and be very competitive 100% I think some people just think that uh, any minor team they turn up at under 17 and they're great like it has to start somewhere and uh, and, and um, they need to be getting into good habits from early on and delighted to see that there's a review etc etc after taking place and hopefully those those, uh, implement, those recommendations will be put in place and uh, look very proud of these lads today that's, that, that's another day I suppose that discussion but very proud of these lads 
the, the games in the melting pot they stood up and they recounted and we got some big big scores to get the win and they've been doing that all year as well so um, look just delighted for the boys they put in some amount of work over the last six months or there thereabouts and for them to experience to go along now and experience Leinster final in a couple of weeks time is just fantastic and one thing is very good you've really got your centre defence going with Evan and uh, with Mikey they're really starting, uh, performing very well Mikey is really slotted in well at centre back and that's important to any team to have a solid centre back yeah, Mikey's a good fella, a very good fella, and a very good hurler. Um, it's difficult to figure out his best positions. That type of that he's that type of guy. Um, but in fairness to him, the last two games he's been outstanding, along with our captain Evan, who has been showing great leadership back there as well. But as I said, uh, just thrilled, thrilled for the boys, thrilled to be in the Leinster final. Well, you're going to have at least two matches anyway. That's a minimum. And also, Ed McDermott got another match today. So there's a lot of positives on this game. And you go in again, Galway. And really, the guys can just uh, throw down the shackles now and just get stuck in from the word go and just have a go at Galway. Well, that's it. Okay, one, one, one part of the, the prize, of course, today was to qualify for the final, but the other side of it is we're guaranteed two more games. That's proper development. Um, and in big venues or whatever, in a Leinster final and a Ireland semi-final, and, uh, we're really going to embrace it as well and have a right go over the next couple of weeks. Just fantastic to be hurling well into May. Um, and the Ireland final is in the June Bank holiday weekend. So, you know, look, the lads are going right up until the end now, which is brilliant. And uh, it's just great for them. And it's, as I said, touched on already, just it's real proper development. Yeah, good luck to you, Galway. Thanks, Nicky. And that was Niall Bergen talking to Nicky Post game in UPMC Nolan Park. And um, Eamon, as Les was saying, it's important for this minor team now. And as Niall alluded to there in his interview as well, you know, two more games and it's important for the development going forward. It definitely is, Kieran. And I suppose in some ways too, like they're coming up against Galway and they've already played Galway like as well, like, you know, the way things turn out. So, like, they'll be going up now Friday week and they'll, they'll have a better picture from a management point of view anyway to see what way maybe to set up against Galway and how to handle Young know, Nyland and, and others there as well, you know. So it'll be. It should be a good game and it'll more likely be in Tullamore as Nicky was saying there so yeah and the uh, young rabbits a fair handful half hour as well left absolutely half and they were missing four or five lads I was told first steamers together played down here in uh, Northern Park so if that wasn't the frightening enough so um, look Kenny just got to get out now and face him just uh, just throw caution to the wind there's a couple of players that need to make sure they get no space Nyland and particularly if he's uh, if he's given freedom he'll, he'll destroy Kenny but if he's marked tight as happened to him in the college's final and I know he was a year younger than, than the lads he was playing against if he's marked tight anything can happen so that, that's the key thing Kenny will need to do is identify who's going to mark Nyland and stick with him everywhere yeah, no, definitely. And Nicky, we have a text in here says it's the Leinster final knockout, and not if Kilkenny lose the play. Oh, Kilkenny lose, they'll play. Uh, they'll play the the monster runners up in an all Ireland. In an all Ireland, or, or, um, or the is the losers play the monster? Champions. Sorry, a big pardon. The losers played the monster winners. A big pardon. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously with Galway and Leinster now we change that old old farmer round robin system won't uh, take place. So Kilkenny will play if they lose to Galway, they'll play the monster winners. Yeah, and if the wind then the play the runs the runners up. Perfect. Yeah. Right, that's where we leave the first part of the show. Uh, James, after the break, where we'll be talking to Trina Dren on the handball. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at 21 minutes past six. I'm delighted to be joined on the phone line by Trina Drennan. Good afternoon, uh, Trina. How you doing, Kieran? How are you? Not too bad. Uh, Trina, I was just saying to the lads there, busy weekend of handball um, up, in, up in the west of Ireland where the failure took place over the weekend and uh, yourselves came out on top in the Division 2 girls final. We did and we were absolutely delighted because our team is very young um, we only ha you can have five we we were only able to have four and 
three out of our four are eligible again next year. And uh, one of our members, Isabel Murphy, only joined us this year, but fair play, Jarlett Duggan is doing an awful lot of training with him and he had him prepped and ready. So uh, we were absolutely thrilled to come out on top there on um, Saturday evening up in, up in Galway. We were... Um, in I can't remember the name of the club now. Clare Galway. No, we were in Clare Galway because they had to split it. There was so many. The way it worked was uh, it seemed that all the entries were Division One standard, and they realised they were going to have 32 games, so they switched half of us over to Karen Moore, and then we came back then if the if for the final round to see then whether our aces added up or not to see did we make the final. So we were delighted that made it. You know, so it was brilliant. Yeah, and like you, like you said, Trina, um, just I was over in uh, my Cullen and there was girls games over there as well and just the standard of girls handball at the moment is, is very, very high and to win anything in, in, in any grade is difficult and then to, like you said, to be able to get four girls together to, to make a team and then come out on top is absolutely brilliant. Oh, it was now and we were and the standard was huge. Now, we were in a group of four so we started off playing Bracky from Tyrone and um, there were timed games, 15 minutes of the first of 21. And uh, we won we won one game and lost the game. And then we had to play Michal Bratnock from Galway. And the same again, we won one and lost, lost one. And then we came back then to Clare Galway where the main finals were going to be held and we played Tuna in Clare. So at the end of it, all of the teams had won three and lost three. And the way that they divided it up then was the top two teams became the Division One finalists. And they just coincidentally happened to be two teams from Tyrone, Bracky and um, Greencastle. And then we ended up meeting our neighbours, Kells, so the two teams from Kilkenny then in Division Two. So the girls all knew each other so between school and handball over the years, you know, and and it came down to aces, and we came out on top, 34-23, so we brought home, brought home the silverware, so it was great. No, absolutely, uh, Trina, and just for our listeners as well, it used to be a skills competition where they'd pick a, a club would submit a player for to, to perform the skills competition and there'd be two or three adjudicators then that would pick the person who pulled off the skills best but um, on the day I know um, your daughter Neve came out on top in the skills as the, the best overall player on the day she did and uh, thankfully this year um, I don't think anybody ever really fully agreed with the way the skills was, um, was run like as you, as you said Kieran each club or each team had to nominate a player to go out but they decided this year that they would what they had judges at all the games because it was sort of unfair plucking somebody out and then making them go in and stand in something one little simple thing could go wrong so they actually judged um, the player or the, for the skills on their overall play through say maybe the five or six games that they had to play on the day and Neve came out on top so there was a, another bonus so we had double, double silverware coming home so it was great again you know yeah, no, it's brilliant training. I, I agree totally with the like. There's no better place to show your skills than in a in a competitive game as well. You know, so I think it's the fairest way to do it. And like you said, from previous failures as well that we were involved in, you know, it can drag on the day as well where players are going back in and they might be it, it normally be played before the final. So a player might have to be standing in the court and then get himself back up, or him or herself back up to to get back in and play in the final. So it's definitely a fair way to do it. I think. Oh, I think so. Absolutely. Like you know, it's it's just like everything. It's it's when it's it's a huge pressure thing for children of that age to have to go in and be on their own inside in a court, compared to like they 
they are zoned in when they're actually playing handball and that's where the skills come out and it's the shots you have to take at the speed like there's, there wasn't, there's no speed in in the original skills you know and if, if you can play handball at the speed that they want you to do it and then judge it on those skills I, I, we were delighted every club agreed with it like I don't know had the decision made or they decided that it was 32 games but um, I'm sure it was the same in, in all the the, the, the different divisions on Saturday. Yeah, no, it, yeah, no, it was the same for us as well, Trina, my Colin as well. So yeah. it's uh, no, definitely, I think it's a positive change and one that should should hold forth for for the future as well. But just yeah. in terms. Just in terms of the Galway Club, you're after having brilliant success this year, um, Trina. You have the minor doubles all the champion out there as well in, in Unadogan and um Neve was unlucky to lose out in the all earn final of the singles as well. And look it's it, we are always talking about handball here every Monday night and and uh, just the standard of girls handball in Kilkenny, there's girls coming from most clubs in the county now, which is brilliant to see both boys and girls competing at such a high level. Oh yeah, it's great. Like when you see the group, when we saw the group picture there um, on Saturday morning when we met up for the uh, in Clare Galway to take the group picture, you know, and it was nip and tuck all day, and you know, and you're saying the same in Kilkenny to win a county final in Kilkenny or even to get into a county final in Kilkenny is a huge achievement because uh, there's really just really good players out there with with fantastic skills, and it's the it's the work that they put into it as well. Like, and as I say, your own club, Talbot Inch fantastic again this year brilliant to see them like you know that's was it just two years or three years in a row um and you have clocked in the division three they they became third as well you know so handball when they see the the black and amber stripes <laughs> coming into the alley you know they they know they have good players coming in and it sounds like they, there's a huge amount of work um put into it and as they say it can be a lonely place a handball alley, you know, singles especially, and the confidence that that it gives to children for the rest of their lives, I, I just think it's brilliant. And the addition that it gives to their other sports as well, you can see it um, on the hurling field and the camogie team. Like you'll rarely find, you'll rarely see a handball player blown for a, an incorrect handball pass, you know. And and the, the referees are blown for that all the time, but the girls and boys that can play the handball just are able to do it you know and it really builds up their confidence I think Yeah no 100% Trina and it can't be overlooked as well just uh, the way the young players coming up through the handball ranks the way they develop just that individual kind of mental toughness as well where they're in the court on their own or there's just them and their doubles partner they have to, there's no substitutes you can't finish the game until you get to 21 ace I know on the fail it's 15 minutes but just just that like you said that bit of individual confidence that it gives a person you know to work out situations as well Oh absolutely like you know and you see it even as they, they, they'll get more confident in everything that they do, you know, and, and the, the girls out in Galway, they, they'd be quite, you know, be quite, but they go in, they get zoned in to the handball alley and it takes them nearly a minute to zone back out when they come out of it at the end of the game because they, they know they have to go in, they have to do a job, the clock, the clock is ticking, you have referees making calls that maybe they wouldn't always agree with and it's just the next ball, the next ball all the time and our girls certainly did that on Saturday and they should be hugely proud of themselves, you know, and as I say, they're nearly all underage again next year, so we just have to get another one or two girls in again to fill, to fill those gaps, but they're coming on, like, you know, we have um, 
Gerald doesn't take a group um, of under 11s on the Saturday and you have Jerry Drennan. He takes another group as well a couple of times a week. So there's another maybe 15 or 20 um, juveniles coming on. So hopefully that will stay going and they'll stick with it. Oh, absolutely, and hopefully we'll be talking about future successes for the, the Galway Club down the line, both as team and individuals, uh, Trina. And thanks a million for joining us, and congratulations to yourself and all the lads involved in, in Galway Handball Club and to the four girls as well on winning the all and Fela title. Thanks very much, Kieran, and thanks for the call. Thanks, Trina. And that was Trina Drennan. After Galway's successful victory in the Division 2 girls, uh, Fela up, played up in... Uh, Claire Galway at the weekend so congratulations to the girls and hard luck to two Kells who Galmoy defeated in that final um, they'll, they'll be back next year as well a couple of the girls are underage as well but it's just brilliant to have two Kilkenny clubs competing at the, the top end of, of the handball in, in the girls and as we say every week here just the spread of clubs that are producing young players there um, to, to come through and represent both them, the club and county and some of them will be going on hopefully down the line to represent Team Ireland maybe in a couple of events as well um, in in my calling at the weekend as well Clock lost out the Division 3 final a very young team there they came up against the home side Mike Cullen who had a strong team but only lost out by four aces in the end and the uh, Clock girls can be very proud of their performance it was brilliant to see the, the, four, the four girls in playing the support of their parents and their coaches there as well and everyone got behind them and uh, just the camaraderie between the two teams as well after the Mike Cullen team won they all came out and embraced each other afterwards and shook hands and you know the clock girls were really delighted with the display and it was one of the girls birthdays as well and the whole audience sang happy birthday to her as she was upset when she getting a runner up medal but it was a nice touch by everyone in the crowd there so well done to the clock team and no doubt they'll be back up next year trying to get the, their hands on the cup then in the division 3 Kells had a great victory in the boys division 3 they came out on top in, in their division and Nicky Healy came out as the skills winner as well so double success for the Kells club and Nicky Healy so congratulations to Kells huge work being done out there they had three teams in the fail at the weekend so it's just goes to show that the work that's going in out there and the strength of numbers as well it, it it's uh, they really it had a team in the division 1 uh, boys and then the girls in the division 2 that lost out to Galmai and then the boys division 3 as well and they'd probably be able to put another team together as well with the younger players but uh, congratulations to Kells on winning that division 3 title and then finally the division 1 title was as Trina mentioned was won by Talbot Inch for the second year in a row um, absolutely brilliant final came down to play Michal Burnox uh, local Galway side uh, Reen Dowlin and Dan Carroll went in first and they had suffered a heavy defeat earlier on in the day to the Michal Brownox pair and the under 14 All-Ireland doubles champion and the under 15 singles champion so it was tough competition but the lads fought back very very well lost out 13-5 fought back at the end to get two aces which proved proved very very uh, gave us an advantage going in for the second pair where Andrew Brennan and Joe Dowling went in. The boys went down 4 0 at the start, and uh, Andrew served himself out on the first serve, but he held his nerve brilliantly. And as anyone that was in the gallery, it's uh, he gave an absolute exhibition of handball, just his shot selection. Um, his controlling of the game everything just was was outstanding from Andrew and then his well capable partner of Joe Dowlin on the right hand side served brilliantly throughout the game never served a fault there was only one fault if he served one it was a handout, and Joe served the 
brilliantly to get he served down the left hand side breaking across between the left and the right hander and it was setting up Andrew then to take on the shot so brilliant display from the two lads absolutely delighted with the lads and huge thanks to Mark Brennan who, who trained and coached the lads there all year and uh, we got our due reward then on, on Saturday after Saturday evening in my calling uh, to bring back the title and that's now tr- uh, four failed titles for the club over the last few years and uh, three division ones which is absolutely brilliant for, for the club and congratulations to all the players uh, we had Reen Dowlin Dan Carroll Andrew Brennan Joe Dowlin and Conor Deegan as well and Conor played his part all through as well so it was a brilliant success and uh, thanks to all the parents as well who drove and supported the lads throughout the day so um, Nicky you were out on the Kells Road there this afternoon <coughs> for the under 16 <coughs> A final yeah it was an interesting game actually um, Kilkenny won it in the end 3-10 to 9 points but the margin probably flattered them a bit because in the early stages of the game for the first uh, 25 minutes or so uh, Cork were the better team they led by 3 points to 1 Kilkenny got a point uh, from 15 minutes from Rachel Field and from a 45 and, uh, but Cork were or uh, Galway were get it right here on again Wexford were the better team uh, for long periods of that first half and Rachel got another point in the 29th minute to make it 3 points to 2 and it looks as if that was going to be the score at half time but then lo and behold uh, Kenny bagged two goals in injury time Ashley O'Shea got the first after a long delivery from Lucy Boyd and then almost immediately from the puck out Kira Delaney got a goal two two to three points and it put Kenny in a very strong position now they did have the breeze in the second half not huge but was a factor and they started very well with points from uh, Emily Phelan and uh, Lucy Boyd uh, Wexford did keep tackling on points so the big issue for Wexford was their centre half back was very dominant I saw that uh, lady playing in uh, the colleges uh, junior between the Loretta Kenny and the Loretta Wexford she was very strong and she was centre half back but Kenny managed to keep the ball away from her after the first quarter and they got more into the game but it was uh, Kenny always held that advantage um, Wexford topped over points that Leah Stafford that uh, player I'm talking about she bagged uh, four points in a row and uh, but Lucy Boyd came back with good points for Kenny but Kenny got a third goal in the 25th minute from Ina Lawler after a pass from Michelle Killeen to make it 3-7 to 9 points and that was a fortunate enough goal but uh, little Wexford goalie unfortunately wasn't able to control the ball but Kilkenny then uh, got a couple of late points as well uh, to, uh, to to win the game pretty well from uh, Michelle Killeen so it was a good win for them they start the All-Ireland series now this coming weekend so they're going to be there'll be a number of games played in advance of the um, they leaving the examinations and then they'll resume after the examination so they have bagged the Leinster title today and well done to them and there's a small interview there with uh, Canis Brennan the team manager then after the game Thanks for that Nicky and we'll play that interview <coughs> with Canis for you now well, Kilkenny have just won the under-16A a Leinster final here in the Kells Road today. A very good game, in fact. But Canis Brennan, the team manager, I suppose those two goals before half-time really made all the difference. Absolutely. Goals win games, as I say. Look, at it, it was a tonic. We're finding it hard there. They put in a sweeper there, young Stafford girl. She was fairly uh, dominant there in the middle, and we kept hitting the ball to her, look at it. And uh, when we opened it out a bit, we actually changed the, uh, the wing forwards, and, and it kind of upset them a little bit, the, the, the backs. And, and they got the two of them got the goals out of it in the end, so it was great. Now, I saw that lady playing for Loretta Wexford against uh, the Loretta Kilkenny this year in junior and she was very good so she was quite dominant she was strong on the ball but once she kept the ball away from her it kind of snuffed out the danger Yeah look at me we went out the second half and told, told the girls keep the ball over the middle keep it away from her and look at in the end of the day they had to, put, they had to push up forward to get a few scores anyway and look at the girls played much better in the second half we opened it out more and we got, we got a few crucial scores just at the right time as well so. Yeah I thought yeah, you got some great points there and Michelle Killeen pointed freeze and Lucy Boyd got some really good scores under pressure but Probably the margin at the end is a bit flatter because the third goal was a bit fortunate from a Kenny point of view. 
Absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, I've thanked the backs as well. The backs were fantastic. I mean, you've, you've raised your feeling there with clean up all over. She was doing the sweeper for us and, and Molly sent her back. But look at all the six backs were very good. And we, we expected Wexford to come up with a sweeper because they did it the last day as well. Look, it actually suited us because we kept Rachel free and she was able to mop up all the play. But um, look, at the, we have to play them again in the, in the All Ireland series. So look, at it's very hard to beat a team three times. So we have to work on that maybe. And look, at it's not, it's not till July we're playing them. So we have a bit of a break until then. When does the series start now and where, who do you play against first? Starting now the All Ireland series next Sunday. We're playing Tipperary away in Tipperary, and then we're playing. We're going down to. Oh, sorry, Limerick. We're playing Limerick here in Kilkenny at home, and then the following weekend we're playing uh, Cork down in Cork. So we've three tough matches over the next three weekends now in the All Ireland series. Then we take a break then for the exams, and and back at it then the first week of July, back against actually Wexford, and then the final match against Galway here at home in Kilkenny, and then the semi final is on two weeks later, and the final the end of July. So that's the series. Plenty of activity. Loads of it. Okay, well done today. Thank you. And that was Canis Brennan talking to Nicky after the game. Um, now, as always, on the Monday evening, we're delighted to be joined by Aoife Lanigan. Good evening, Aoife. Good evening, Kiron. Aoife, you're not with us in person tonight, but uh, thanks very much for making yourself available on the on the phone line. Um, Aoife, good win as Nicky gave us the report there for the under-16s. And um, any other Camogie news for us? Um, well, the under-16s, Bees were playing yesterday. Now, I don't know the full-time score, but uh, unfortunately, they, they lost out by a point. So, uh, disappointment for them now. That finishes them for the year. So, now, the under-16s, they, they start their All-Ireland Series next weekend against Tipperary in the rag on Sunday. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, great win for the under-16as because so, with, with having played Wexford before, it was a tight enough game. So, it's great to, to, to get that good good uh, ending, if you know what I mean, for, for Leinster and to win the championship again. Definitely, Aoife, and um, they, they go on to the All-Iron Series then, as, as Nicky was saying there, and next weekend then the Intermediates are out in their first round, aren't they, in the Leinster? We're out in the first round in Leinster, yeah, we're playing Dublin, uh, it's a home a home um, match, but we don't know yet, as, as of yet, probably um, tomorrow the, the venue will be announced, but it's home anyway, so um, we don't know what time yet, but the, the seniors are out on Saturday as well, and they're up in um, in Mullingar against Westmead at half twelve. So Westmead overcame, or uh, yeah, sorry, Westmead overcame awfully then in that first round. In that first round, yeah, and and, and in the other side, then um, Dublin overcame Wexford. So it will to be probably probably um, you look at it, you kind of saying like then Dublin are playing meet in the other side, Dublin semi final following week. So you're kind of saying what way you can um, get over Westmead. You're saying that uh, more than likely probably Dublin because Dublin Dublin are very strong. Coming in again, like they, they got a, they got a penalty against Wexford. Wexford started better uh, in that match against Dublin, but Dublin got the penalty. Actually, Mar um, getting the, getting the penalty, so they kind of run out winners there. So yeah, Kenny had now talking about Kenny with seniors. They they had challenge game up in Dublin today against Antrim. I'm not sure it was an opening of, of of a new pitch up there or something anyway. But they, they were playing Antrim and they had a good win there, two nineteen to one ten. So uh, they kind of tried out some of the players that haven't kind of got a chance over the league as well because they brought up some of a few of our intermediates just to try them out as well so uh, yeah they had a, a good win up there in Dublin uh, 219 to 110 Very good so that that was a good workout then for, for the girls and uh, like you said a chance for other girls that didn't get some game time during the league then to showcase why, the, why maybe they should be getting a run yeah, also, and I just noticed that somebody just sent me the team, and and, and it's great to see for Dial and Casey Nolan back uh, in, in the starting lineup, and uh, see the girls that uh, they had they had been injured, like Eva were recovering from the knee, and then uh, knee injury, and then Casey with with a with a quad muscle or some injury as well. So it's great to get get them back in, and like didn't get the lead, but now they have, well, they have been kept going, and they've been doing the run, and so now it's great to get this game and, and starting the next, and now that they have got that the, the run in today of it. No, 
Absolutely. And um, any other Camogie news for us, Aoife? No, really. Was, there was no kind of games this weekend. So, no, that's basically a lot, a lot of it is. But, and uh, just what we had on the 15th, spin, they're developing games over the weekend. Uh, on Saturday, they played um, Wexford and they played Offaly and they had good wins in both of them. So, that's two wins out of two now for, for both the 15 teams. So, kind of great to out, out, out early but they continue on now into um, more more blitzes now I think they're out on the 13th of May now in I think it's in fair they're, they're out again or it's on the 14th they're out as well so uh, good to have them have them that age kind of getting, getting the blitzes and having good wins as well Absolutely um, Thanks a million Aoife for joining us we'll probably touch base with you next Monday night again and hopefully we'll be talking about two successes for Kilkenny in the both senior and Leinster and Buckinder sorry senior and intermediate Buckinder place in the Leinster finals and uh, we, we, we'll be looking ahead maybe to two Leinster finals Yep, we'll talk to you. Thank you, Ron. Thanks very much, Aoife. And that right, thank w- you. That, thanks, Aoife. And that was Aoife Lanigan, as always, joining us on a Monday evening. Um, and we have a text in here. You might know something there. Is Mikey Carey back in train with Kenny? He was with the subs yesterday. Yes, I didn't hear, Kieran. No, I don't know. Did you hear? Or was I heard him was back home for a while, all right? So I believe, yeah. But he was uh, planning to go to San Francisco, but uh, he might have been persuaded to hang around for a while. So, uh Good. I, well, look, it'd be great to see him around. You know, I saw him. I met him recently. I was talking to him. He certainly uh, has uh, shared a bit of the watching the, the, some of the stuff he put on last year for the championship. All right, he shared a bit of that. So he mightn't be as physical, robust, but a good lad. I'd love to have him around the place. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he's added to the panel there. You know, we're a bit thin on the ground there. Yes, uh, at times, so he'd be a brilliant addition, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd be a massive addition here on. Sure, look, you know, last year he had a great year and um, he was one of our main players all through the championship in 2022. And I suppose just when you'd be looking at uh, panel wise, champ- you know, championship wise, when you, when you lose a couple of boys from last year, Connor Brown and Richie Lahey, James Mara, you know, it, it adds, um, you, you know, it, it, it's kind of sometimes you don't notice that till you go on further in the, in, in, in the years but definitely if Michael Carey is back he'd definitely be in addition to the Kilkenny panel No, 100% and uh, we have another text in here from Benjamin great to hear from you Benjamin thank you all for giving up your time on the bank holiday to make our evening complete very well done to our miners today yesterday's game seemed to have a couple of big momentum shifts 10 to 15 minutes from the end of either half what do you believe led to those swings Corrigan Park won't be easy and that's from Benjamin what do you think Pat? Yeah, um, I, I was only uh, watching it in here now, but um, you know, Kilkenny uh, came out in the second half. They were aggressive. They were what you oh, everything you want to be, and they took control of the game. And then uh, they just they drove. They didn't. Uh, I suppose press at home they drove a few wides and uh, Galway start, got, tacked on a few scores two or three together and got a bit of momentum and then Kilkenny were under under stress if you like the last uh, 10 minutes and uh, their shots at the goal uh, they, they all went wide you know, so whereas uh, any any score there would have been a you know would have bre- broken the momentum, and um, but you know if if I were, like I said this a few times, Kilkenny uh, last year got into winning positions in games on uh, three different occasions and didn't do it last year, and uh, this year like that's that's another instance and it's it's not who's on the sideline it's who's on the field uh, they need you know that they need to to just yeah, press it home, hammer yeah. it home yeah yeah and uh, that that someone to give them that leadership to drive it on you know 
So, and uh, you know, so that that's that's just uh, an, an observation I had on it yesterday. You know, Evan, what do you think? Yes, I would agree with everything Pat said there. Really, you know, and um, I suppose when you'd be looking at it coming in towards the the last um, thirteen minutes of the game, like you know, we were in a, a a kind of a commanding position. We were five points ahead, and you know, we didn't see it out. So you'd be disappointed in that regard. And the other side of it, I suppose, we didn't lose. So the draw game and the shares are spoiled for both sides but it kind of I suppose Dublin and Wexford might be happier with the, with the draw maybe you know as well kind of when they, when you're looking at the Leinster side of it to see who will qualify for a Leinster final but um, positive then I suppose Kieran like all six forwards that started the game scored from play might have took a bit of time or whatever but you know and then we did score 28 points I suppose again the lack of a goal scoring threat maybe or Kind of opportunities we created. I know Martin Keown had a, a an opportunity towards the end there. I, I, I thought it was in the bottom corner. We stepped there. I was nearly celebrating it, but it was way wide, you know. But th- that was the only really kind of chance we created. And well, Murphy had to make a couple of saves at the at the, at the far end um, as well. You know, he made some uh, great save, double save there um, from Kevin Cooney there in the second half as well. But um, for me, Owen Cody was the standout player. I suppose from Kilkenny from an attacking point of view and six points in play. I just thought he was uh, he was brilliant, you know. And, it's, it's just it, it's what he's capable of and I suppose it's the first time this year now we've seen him hurl, hurl, hurl like that and it was great to see like you know yeah no absolutely brilliant brilliant leadership as you said right we'll take our last break James after there where we will be talking with Andy Comfort and we'll be getting the lads opinions as well TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at 10 to 7. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Andy Comfort. Good evening, Andy. Here on, how are you getting on? Not too bad. Grand uh, evening. Yeah. yeah, lovely, lovely evening, Andy. Lovely. And, and a lovely evening or a lovely afternoon in, in Nolan Park. Yes, uh, perfect conditions for for the game of hurling. And unfortunately, Kilkenny probably threw away from a winning position. Yeah, these things can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't throw us out the game, I suppose. And you know, we could have easily been levelled there a couple of minutes ago and we'd be looking at this in a totally different manner and saying, Jesus, we were beaten by a point and this could easily have happened. But listen, we have our destinies in our own hands now. We go down, win these matches and uh, we're in the Leinster final. So, listen, Galway, Kenya, it's always going to be tight, you know, and two good teams, two very good teams, actually. Yeah, no, definitely. And in, in the first half... And he was very, very impressed with Galway's movement for, say, the puck outs and there was lads running all over the place and he thought maybe Kilkenny were lucky to be going in level at half-time even though we went two points up just before and then Galway got it back to, to be level. Yeah, but that was, yeah, that was, it was looked as if uh, we were going to run into big problems there with them running at us and the goal went in, it was kind of, you know, everyone dropped their head and, and we were saying, geez, if we can hold them out, hold them out, hold them out. But they fought back valiantly kind of half time in a good position you know and uh, like that's the sign of a good team like when a team goes behind like that I think maybe we're not giving the team the credit to deserve you know to to come back from a position like that and and, and, and uh, fight back and get it back uh, back in the game so to speak when it could be running away you know that's a sign of a good team I think yeah no definitely they put the shoulder to the wheel and battle back into it and I suppose after the half time Andy they came back out really got stuck into that Galway team and you know oh, we were all, yeah. all we were all over from there for the first 15 minutes yeah 
Oh, sure. From from the goalkeeper out the full back line, excellent. You know, Derek Harkin stormed into it like as if he was there the whole time. He seems to be, you know, growing as, as, as the game went on. That's the sign of another good player. You know, he's growing as the game goes on, from over the ball, over the bar. Like, I think myself there's great positives to take over. I know we'll look at it in the call later day and say, oh, well, we lost the point there. We could have won. But, like, as I said, we have to we have to be kind of patient with the lads we have to be patient with the team and say listen this is what we have now and we have to build on it we have to build on it and that's it. that was a great it was worth two steps forward yesterday I think to get that battle hardened game into them show a character didn't drop the heads and got stuck back into it and went ahead again you know went ahead again and, and just unfortunately that Galway, uh, young Lachlan came on there and got the point and you know it could have easily been a game that we could have sneaked but I'd be happy from not not so much a technical point of view, but the character showing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, that's if you have character and good attitude, Andy, it's a oh, start, without, isn't it? Yeah. You're halfway there, yeah. You're definitely over halfway there. Now, I don't think this project is going to be done without goals and everyone is highlighting it and I'm highlighting myself. I, do, I just don't think... You know we're gonna we're we're going to get to the promised land without getting goals and and listen it's it's possibly only a small little thing like it's getting the ball to be held inside with strong players that are able to hold inside take on the man and and finish it off but like I suppose you're building and you're trying to get this into incorporate this into players inside to say listen win the ball inside and and win it first don't worry about getting the goal just win the ball first and then take on the man and like. I'd be positive but I just don't think this project is going to be done without goals No definitely and I, I think like you were saying there Andy we were struggling at times to hold that ball in the full forward lane and then the bug, yeah, that is a bit of the, the problem that is the crux of the problem but like to be fair to the players inside like this is like you're coming out onto balls at 90 mile an hour. Like, these are guys that haven't won, you know, all Ireland. Like, it's easy for Limerick guys to come out there onto a ball and bump, bump, bump into their hand and take it on because they're playing with a bit of confidence. Like, I could see, you know, if we persist and give lads a bit of extra game time, that it will happen. It will happen, you know. So, we just have to be a little bit patient to get the right combination in there. But, I suppose it's something for the, for the management to work on, you know, but I think we're going to have to get goals. We're going to have to get goals when it comes to the business end. Definitely, and I suppose, just like you said, there's a good few positives to take from it as well. Like oh, without, without, yeah, oh, without, without, you know, show great resilience. Uh, Mick Butler, uh, the full back line, you know, very, very good, seem to be, you know, they're casting stone, I'd say. Half back line is, you know, taking shape. It was a problem area for a while, but it seems to be taking shape. Um, and from there forward, like Owen Cody's performance was was um, unreal. After you know, probably a, a bit of a dip in the last game, came alive there. Uh, six points. Uh, TJ is throwing around the ball very well there and showing his leadership qualities. And uh, I think John Donnelly is another player. You know, he's coming and he's getting a bit. You know. He's on an upward curve as well. Definitely, I think John Dunley is on a, an upward curve. Has the skill. Pass out to young Fogarty there. You know, for the goal chance. Maybe he could have went himself, would he? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I, I thought he probably... 
could have could have carried it a bit further himself, you know, and shot back across the keeper. Then, you know, if he's left handed, he's predominant yeah, left side. But confidence again, you know, that's confidence again, boy. Like John Donnelly is coming of age there, you know, he's throwing himself around, and you know, good, good man to play lay off a pass. So I'd be holding cold in court with him and, and giving him more game time, you know. So we have we have the answer match that. He, you know, give them more, bit more confidence, and uh, like it seems to be the Dublin now is is going to be the big one. Definitely, yeah. Dublin Wexford the last two games, yeah. So, you know, I I I'd be positive enough. Galway team coached by the man that's over them. You know, they're going to be, they're not going to be lacking. They're not going to be lacking, and and they weren't. You know, they were a well put together team, well coached. So, I came within an ace of beating Limerick last year. The farm is there. They are a good team, Galway. So. Listen, we can take a lot of positives out of it, even though we're probably disappointed and the supporters are a little bit disappointed. But I'd be looking at it a different way, saying, "Listen, Galway are, are, are a top, you know, a top four team. Proved it last year, and um, let's look at the glass half full, you know, and say, listen, we're, we're we're getting, we're going in the right direction, I think." No, definitely, Andy. And look, we, we'll touch base with you again maybe next Monday after the Antrim game and we'll be preparing then for Dublin in Orland Park and hopefully we'll be that's looking right, for yeah, yeah, three wins out of four. Yeah, three wins out of four. And listen, it's upwards and onwards. Little injuries now can cause us a bit of trouble. I don't know about what way the, the book of... The, the bill of health came back after that game, but you'll be hoping that we got a clean bill of health and get Paddy Deegan and a few of the lads you know, back again. It's all positive, I think, anyway, and uh, get up to Corrigan Park, win that game, and, and, and then we'll have a bit of a break, and we're back in back business then again. Yeah, I have to, before we go, Kieran, I have to compliment Richie Power, senior, man of the match in 82, on the wing, socks pulled up, four, 18 inches from the ground. He was unreal. I want to compliment him on, on, on his comments on, on the ticket situation for older people. I think living the GEA definitely have to look at it. Fair play to Richie. He brought highlights there with, with, with Pat Tracy there last week, and I don't know what they can do, but they can definitely do something positive for older people. They're trying to get into matches and, and and having to go online. I think it's ridiculous. And Richie was dead on spot on with what he said. Yeah, and they're the they're the people Andy that are after giving their lives and souls oh, well, to the well, GAA. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Kieran. If you don't have supporters and if they start turning away from the game, you don't have a game because a player wants to see big crowds at matches be a club games or whatever and, and if the GE are not prepared you know they're turning people away because because of online issues for elderly people and they don't bother going listen it's it's detrimental to the game you need people at matches and you need crowds and like we have a great game and the GE yeah, they definitely need to re-look at this situation I think and Richie was spot on no, absolutely, Andy. Uh, yeah. Green and hundred percent. And um, thanks a million for for joining us no this evening, Andy. Yeah, we'll okay. touch base with Sounds you next Monday. Thanks, thanks, Andy. Yeah, on the ball. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye, Andy. And that was Andy Comfort there. As always, joining us on the Monday. And brilliant to have his insight um, on the game as well. And uh, like he said, keep positive and keep behind the team. Eamon. We have a just before we finish a couple of texts in here. Any thoughts on this year's senior hurling champion has been very open for the first time in a few years. Or Kilkenny and a good show considering Billy Drennan and Paddy Deegan have to come back to the fold, not forgetting Wally and Richie Hogan also waiting in the wing further down the lane. So we're in the final last year, so you'd be hoping to something similar this year or get close to it anyway, yeah. Yeah, and we have another text in here from Jim Cavanagh Hi panel question, can you play TJ and Billy Drennan when he's fish again together on the same team? And that's from Jim Cavanagh. What do you think, Pat? <laughs> of course you can. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, if we if we have two forwards of the lads class like that, yeah. in beside each other and see how they get on. Mm. Right, that's where we leave for tonight. The clock has caught up on us, unfortunately. But thanks to you all for listening. Thanks to him and Nicky.